0: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham.
1: And welcome to Career Talk, your career insider here on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. We are on Sirius XM Channel 111, and we are taking your calls all hour. If it's Thursday noon, we are live And you're on the right channel if you're looking to do something new in 2017 with your career. So I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA for Executives program right here in Philadelphia. I am also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter, and I am here with the dream team, Michelle Stucker and Dion Simpkins, who are running the show. And we'll be chiming in for our pre-break quiz, as always, Dion, the man with the answers. Hey, if you're thinking about a career change, it is almost 2017. Where the heck did this year go? Um, This show, we're talking all about how you might want to reinvent yourself or goals you have for the new year and how you might want to get there. And here's the thing. If you don't have a goal for the new year, now's the time to start thinking of one because your employer is not responsible for getting you promoted or giving you a raise and all those things that you're you're thinking of. So you want to be prepared to ask for those, and it does take a little time. So, hey, if you're not following me on Twitter, I'm easy to find at Dr. Dawn Graham, and I also love to link in with people, but make sure you send a personalized message so I know where you found me. Today... We are talking with a very special guest, and that is Dr. Richard Marcus. He is a licensed psychologist with over 30 years' experience in outplacement, executive coaching, assessment, and succession planning. Richard has a PhD right here from the University of Pennsylvania and also serves as an executive coach for the Wharton School's MBA program and the Executive Education's Advanced Management program. Welcome to Career Talk.
2: Thanks, Dawn. Great to be here.
1: We're so excited to have you in studio. And hey, we are taking your calls all hour long. So if you have a question, don't be shy. Give us a call at one 844 That's 844-942-7866. If you've had trouble getting through in the past, or if you just have a question you've always had a burning desire to hear answered, Guess what? We're going to do that today. Hey, so I'm super excited to have a fellow licensed psychologist on the show, which gives every kind of bit of career advice a little bit of a uh, like psychology bent, which I think it's all about psychology, Richard. I mean, would you agree that, that the job search, the hiring process, career management, it's all psychology?
2: Absolutely it is it's it, it really starts with knowing yourself well, having a good sense of what your strengths are, what um areas that you might want to get better at, what you really like to do, what you've done in the past that's worked well for you so the more and the more you know yourself, the better you know yourself, the better any kind of change will be
3: and
1: I'll say we rarely take time to stop and get to like really know ourselves we're go 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 every time you know I was just saying this to somebody recently like every time now we're in an elevator. You know, we're we're looking at our phones like we're not even like thinking or pondering anymore. It's just all of this like um my attention's here, my attention's there, and we don't really stop to say what do I want to do, what are my goals, how do I get there, what's getting in my way, what are the obstacles, and if you don't slow down to do that, you wake up five, ten years from now. And you haven't accomplished anything you want to do, or you realize, wow, I tripped into this job right after college, and I woke up 15 years from now, and I'm doing okay, but is this even what I want to do? So hey, if you find yourself there, give us a call, one 844 that's 844 942 or you can send me a tweet at Dr. Don Graham, and we will answer your questions live on the air. Or if you just have any career question you've always wanted to ask, we would love to take your call. So the, the thing about now, Richard, is that there are so many options for careers. And you know a little bit about decision science, that the more options there are, the harder it is to make a choice. So people know, I don't want to do what I'm doing, but I really have no clue what I want to do. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I think a lot of people find themselves there. And it's, it's really overwhelming to say, well, what do I want to do? What can I do? what's available for me to do. So so let's kind of break that down a little bit. What um, When you find yourself there, what is the first thing you should do?
2: Well, it's always about doing what you like. So it's really stepping back and thinking what you feel passionate about, what gets you excited. And that can be things that you do not just necessarily on a job but in your uh, day-to-day work life. So if you've had experiences that you've really enjoyed in your life and that there's a way to translate those into the working world, that's a good start. The other other thing to think about is what are you really good at? So we all have, everybody's good at something, everybody's got some aptitudes that they're strong at. So if you step back and think in the past, what have you done that you were good at and what were some things that really great gave you satisfaction or pleasure, and then think about the kinds of jobs that might be related to that that's a good start
1: so let's break that down even further because i know a lot of people say hey i love i love painting painting's a passion of mine or you know i really love playing volleyball i mean whatever it is but There's no way I can translate that into a job. So are you talking about like what do you enjoy doing in life or is it really more about thinking a little bit more strategically what do I enjoy doing in my job?
2: Well, just that's a great example. So it's just the the volleyball example. uh, for say, I love volleyball. I love being on a team. That means I love being with people. I love working with people. I love supporting people. So if, if I've had experiences that were like that, I might start looking at opportunities to work in situations that were uh, sort of people-oriented, people-interactive, and, and allowed me to uh, work and, and, if you will, uh, play well with other people.
1: Okay. So I see. So you're breaking it down into what is the, the it's not the volleyball per se, it's what about that experience right. do you enjoy? So so if you bring that into the workplace, what do you enjoy? W- think about a project maybe. And, and what did you enjoy about the project? It probably w- was one of multiple things. Like you said, it could be about, about the team. It could be about the deadline. Maybe you really just like that pressure. Mm-hmm. Maybe you like working on short projects so you have this variety. So really right. digging into the specifics. I, I have a question for you, Richard, because I definitely have an opinion on this, and I would love to hear yours. What do you think about the advice, follow your passion? Which is often <laughs> something people say. Well,
2: again, if you if you speak the way uh, in the think that just do something because you feel passionate about it and, and do it only for that reason, I would say that may not be very practical or very applied. But if you do what we were just talking about, where you think about what are the components of the thing that you're passionate about, why are you passionate about it, and break that down into components, there may be aspects of that that may give you hints as to the directions that you should want to go in. Mm-hmm.
1: So really breaking it down into the components. Hey, if you want to make 2017 your year – Give us a call at one 844 That's 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are here with Dr. Richard Marcus. And we are talking all about the ways that you can really catapult your career in 2017. Haven't started thinking about it yet? Now is a good time. Maybe you want a promotion. Maybe you want a raise. Maybe you're just tired of the job you're in and you feel stuck stuck because you're like, oh, I need the money and I I don't know what else I would do. Hey, we are here to take your calls all hour. If it's Thursday, we are live at 844 Wharton. That's 844-942-7866 on SiriusXM Channel 111. Okay, so the idea of following your passion, I feel like, is very stressful to hear. When people just say that, well, what do you like to do? I mean, people know what they like to do, but I think it's like, oh, my gosh, I should have one passion. And the fact is people don't have one passion. They Mm -hmm. have multiple passions. So I love that idea of breaking it down into components. Okay. So let's just say I've broken it down into components and I know I like working with the team. I know I like like variety. I know that I really like to see a goal see my, my my project come to fruition and be implemented. So I know these things, but where do you take that next?
2: Well, what I often tell people is that once you have a sense of that, try to identify some people in your realm, in, in the world that you live who you admire who seem to be good at that or have, um, uh, uh, have a job or have some work that, that is close to that. And then I would try to meet with them. And the meeting is not to ask them, can you get me a job? But the meeting is really to understand how they got to where they were, how they liked it, and to get some hints for uh, what you might do. Um, as a byproduct often when you do meet those kind of people and connect with them, that they may have an appreciation for you, and they may start to think of some ideas for you or even possibly some different directions that you might go.
1: Mm-hmm. So I want to um, we're going to take a call, but I want to ask, where do you find those people in just a moment? Jake in California, welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today, Jake? Uh,
4: just looking for some potential advice on what you think the best career would be for somebody to get into as a new career in their late 40s.
1: You're in the Uh, right place, Jake. Um, Tell us what you do.
4: I'm doing sales right now, but it's self-employed, and my wife is a little older, so she'll be retiring first, and I need to get a a position where I'm going to have benefits and things to cover us.
1: Got it. So you're self-employed in sales, and is there a specific industry that you sell in?
4: Um, Mostly, it's mostly real estate related.
1: Real estate. Um, And so is it really to get the benefits as to why you're looking to kind of move into more of a full-time job, or are or, or you just ready to be done with real estate?
4: I have some other backgrounds and some other past careers, but I'm not sure what the best one is going to be for somebody that's older, because I've heard on some of your other programs, people speak about getting into a new career or even getting back into one of the old careers. Like if I were to go back into tech, for example, uh, as an older person, sometimes that's not well-received.
1: So you're 40? Uh, Forty-five. Forty-five. Okay, you're not an older person.
4: <laughs> Let's
1: just be clear. I'm not, a, I'm not a twenty-something. You're not so. a twenty-something. You're not a millennial, but but hey, <laughs> you're you're mid-career. Um, so okay, Richard, where where should Jake start? What should be the first question he asks himself at this stage?
2: Well, at this stage, I would assume it sounds like you still want to stay in sales, but just sales in a, in a different industry and not be uh, self-employed in sales. Is that correct, Jake?
4: I'd be fine with any career. I just really haven't been able to pin down what I think. I, I, I've considered healthcare. care. I've considered going back into technology. Um, I'm fine with a work thing as well, but I think my personality sits better in, in a, at least some sort of position where I'm interacting with people.
2: So you want something that's interacting with people, like sales is, but something it could be something other than sales. Yes. When you were in sales, let me let me ask you a few questions. Uh, what were you good at as a salesperson? What were your strengths?
4: Um, I think product knowledge and uh, research. Uh, not not the traditional sales type of person, but more of a uh, like a supportive support so almost to, more uh, like right. what
2: I would call consultative sales, where you were you would go in uh with a client and try to understand their problem and then help them with their problem,
4: right.
2: So, um, if I was if I was trying to identify an opportunity for you or an area to look, well, uh, consulting might be something to think about. And I'm not and I'm not saying that you have to go in and 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 come in as uh, uh, you know maybe a, a a very high level consultant who's been at it for many years. But if you've got a knack for working with people, understanding what their problems. Uh, and then helping them to find solutions, it may be that uh, in one of, one of the smaller companies, uh, you might be able to make a connection where there may be some opportunities either in consultative sales or even in uh, being an account manager where you're uh, put into a situation where you help people that are already clients of the company to solve those problems.
1: Yeah, I like the account manager thing, but let me ask um, you one question, Jake. Is there anybody you know who has a job and you're like, wow, that's so cool?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not talking yeah. about, like, you know, Michael Jordan. I'm talking about, like, somebody you know. <laughs> Maybe you do know Michael uh, Jordan. I shouldn't assume.
4: Well, I think, what uh, in a way, what you do is interesting. I, uh, You know, finding out different businesses and industries and learning about them, not necessarily having to be completely immersed in it. But kind of like what you're doing is interesting.
1: So it sounds um, but, you, you but keep coming back non- to research, right? Am I hearing that?
4: Seems to,
1: yeah. Research, learning. Um, and this is great because a lot of people hate research, Jake. They hate it. They want to know, like, give me the data, but I don't want to go digging. I don't want to go searching. I don't want to go doing all these things. So research, I, I think, is a theme. We've only been on the phone for less than five minutes, but I, I've heard you kind of come back to that. Um So I'm thinking that there's a number, I don't know, you said you also have a tech background and one of the careers that's hot right now, if you're looking at your interests plus your skills plus the market, is... Analytics. I mean, anything in analytics, which requires research and analysis, and you know, you can put all those skills together. I don't know what your tech background is, but it sounds like that's something that you you're pretty savvy with as well. And so that seems like another great idea. But as Richard mentioned earlier on the show, one of the things I think is really helpful is to either think of somebody you know who has a cool job and just. Call them and say, hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time? What is your day-to-day like? What do you spend your time doing? What do you love about it? What do you hate about it? Um, Also, look on LinkedIn. Just spend some time scanning LinkedIn, as Richard was talking about, and say, who's got a really cool job or who's done something really interesting? Because that's going to be, those jobs are obviously real. They exist. And you can, forget about if you're qualified right now. I know that's going to get in your way, but forget about that and just focus on the interest. And then, second if you're qualified. Jake,
2: did you say you, uh, well, you were saying you sort of like what we do, and so you like uh, helping people and, and, and maybe some kind of counseling uh, component? Is Was that, did I understand that correct?
4: Yeah, I I, I know one of the things I had considered was uh, going into medical, but it seems like that's back into school for a period, and I, you know, once you've been out for at least five years, they want you to go back and take all your general ed again, and just seemed like that was going to, you know, take longer than if I went into something where you
6: right. could get
2: certifications instead. Right. So, the, so the the other thing, and always looking for a job, always is to find, think of opportunities where there's lots of opportunities out there. So sometimes finding counseling jobs without a lot of training can be difficult, not impossible, but um, one direction you may want to consider is the the world of um, staffing and recruitment because uh, that again, if you, you think about it. Uh, is a way to help people. It can be very satisfying to help people find jobs. And if you have a good sense of people and are astute about that sort of thing, you may be uh, pretty good at it. So, And the other thing that that does, it puts you into that whole world of HR counseling that you may be able to build on and move further along with that. So that's another idea you might want to consider.
1: Yeah, I like that idea too, Richard, because it combines a lot of Jake's skills, the sales, the working with people, the helping. Um, Obviously, there's a big technology and Data and research component to it. So, Jake, thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. I think one of the the pieces I'll leave you with is clarity comes through action. So it's it's gets very seductive to sit and think in your head and make lists and pros and cons and stuff like that. But I would say get out there and talk to people. The more people you talk to, the more ideas that you're going to get, the more um, you know paths you're going to see. And at some point, you're going to feel it in your gut that this is it. This is it. This is what I want to do. And you're Going to make your way there. So, thank you so much for giving us call, Jake. Hey, we are taking your calls all hour long at eight four four Wharton. That's 844-942-7866 Or you can tweet at Doctor Don Graham. And you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel One Eleven. We're here with Doctor Richard Marcus. I'm ready to go to Joe in New Jersey. Joe, welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today?
6: Hey, how's it going? It's funny you. Uh... Pretty much answered a lot of the questions with the last caller. Wow! But, but I'm <laughs> going to uh, ask them anyway. Thank and, you for uh, staying
1: on because you know <laughs> I'm sure there's more we can we can share.
6: Yes, yes, uh, there is. Um, I'm actually 50 years old, and I've been at my job now for uh, 30 years, and uh, I'm in the service um, uh, uh, business. Uh, I work for a, a, a copier company. I don't want to say the name. Okay, and I. And I repair their copiers. And the reason why I'm at the job for so long was I'm never in the same place. I'm always traveling all over the tri-state area. So it's kind of not, I'm not in a cubicle. And so I see different people all the time. And so it doesn't really feel like that type of a job. Um, With that, um, I'm at the point now where I kind of had enough and I want to do something different, maybe get away from service. And my question is, okay, I'm, I feel as though I'm an older guy, and I'm worried that going, in, going into something new, I'm going to be looked at like, well, this is an older guy. Why should I hire him? I can get a younger guy, you know, cheaper and, and I don't know, maybe with more knowledge of, of today's technology.
1: So I will say, Joe, age bias does exist. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't, but I also think there's a lot of factors that go into that. So before we even go there, so you've been in service repairs. You've been. You, you said you've had enough. What have you had enough of?
6: Um, it, it's becoming um, monotonous, and the the technology is growing, but it's not challenging anymore.
1: Okay, so you're looking for something more challenging. What about, like, the driving around? Do you like that, not like that? Um, that,
6: that? That that doesn't bother me. I actually do like that. I like being out and about. I don't really want to be in a cubicle, um, unless there was more money involved, a lot more. But other than that, I, I do enjoy driving around and being out and about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay, so you like the out and about. You like the, the service aspect of it, um, but you're not really challenged by the repair work at this point.
2: So, uh yeah. Jeff, what what have you thought about uh, when you're driving around and you're saying, I've been doing this a long time, maybe something else? There have got to be things that have come into your mind that you thought, practical, not practical, but just where does your mind go? Well, I mean,
6: practical, um, I, I would say practical, stay in the same field and go into a different position altogether, go into sales like the other caller was talking about. I think because of my product knowledge and and, you know, I think I have excellent uh, customer skills and relations with them. I would probably be a, maybe a stronger asset at this point in the game going into that field. That would be a practical. Yeah, what
2: about the non-practical?
6: Non-practical would be like a hobby that I would love to do, uh, like starting a business, my own business and going that completely different route.
2: Have you ever and, – and as you're driving around thinking about that, uh, how far have you gotten with that? Is it I've gotten to come up with some ideas? Yes, uh,
6: yes. I, and, and funny enough, because I do listen to this business channel all the time. I listen to all the different topics that are on it, it and it's given me so many different ideas on, on how to do things and how to do research. Um, I did start up a LinkedIn account.
1: Nice. Um, I,
6: I up upgraded um, uh, my, my resume on there. I, I made it more more today if that's the word to use. Um, so, yeah, so I am looking towards uh, the future, uh, so, m- more towards uh,
2: uh, something
6: so, non practical.
2: So, a good first step at this point, uh, much like what uh, Don said earlier, would be to go out and start to talk to people, look at people in your world, or uh, even use LinkedIn to identify people in who have done things similar to what or appears they've done things similar to what you're interested in and start to talk to people. Find out how they did it. Um, what they did and and that will always lead to other ideas again what don was saying is so true that if you just keep moving if you stay active and and sort of step outside yourself don't worry about making mistakes don't worry about not sounding smart but just reach out to people you will be shocked at how receptive they are and how many good ideas and you never know what will come of that
1: yeah clarity through action joe and i know you talked about the um starting your own business is that something that that you can do on the side while you're working because you may discover that wow this isn't at all what i thought it would be a lot of people discover that that if you fall in love with your product that's not with starting your own business it's really about falling in love with the problem and all the pieces that go with that so so it's usually safer to kind of delve into that world as deeply as you can while still employed to see if it's even a good fit for you so is that an option
6: Yes, it, it actually uh, is something that I, I will be doing uh, this year. I'm going to really investigate that and try and do both and then take it from there. And And if it is unrealistic or unattainable, then I'm glad I just did it while I was right. doing both. Yeah.
2: And what, one other tip with that, if you start something, if there's any way to just pilot it first, that's great. And that just means do something on a very small scale, very simple and see if it works and if it starts to get some traction, and then from there start to expand
1: yeah and I think you'll learn too like I when I first started my own business I didn't realize I'd have to be the web developer and the accountant and the lawyer and deal with you know how to set up uh, accounts with credit card companies and you start to do all of this stuff and and through that process alone you start to say, wow this bit of it is really interesting. I never realized this is how this went on behind the scenes. So I think even through that, you're going to do things that you haven't done, meet people who were not in your key circles. And and even if the business turns out not to be what you want to do, I have no doubt that through that process, you're going to find that that next step for you so thank you so much for giving us a call joe in new jersey and very much thank you for for listening to serious XM 111 we we love to hear that and hey we're taking your calls live all hour at 844 wharton that's 844-942-7866 and if you're not yet following my blog on dawnoncareers.com now it's a good time to sign up and we are going to go to lisa in florida lisa welcome to career talk how can we help you today Yes. Hi. Can you
5: hear me? We can hear you. Uh, hi. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, my first time actually uh, calling in, I'd never heard of uh, this uh, radio program before. So I'm glad you really found a, us. Yeah. I had a, a question about being able to find work at, even though I have a disability. Okay. Um, I had an on-the-job disability uh, injury and subsequently... Uh, I cannot, when I'm really funny, I really cannot go back into that kind of work. The industry of work, I've done with the name of this, I want at a computer. Type. Oh, Lisa, we're losing you just
1: a little bit. Can you repeat that?
5: Oh, okay, just a minute, just a minute, just a moment.
1: Okay. okay. Can you hear me so, better? We can hear you better now. Thank you.
5: Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, yes, I have a disability, and I'm trying to find work. My disability is actually carpal tunnel, bilateral carpal tunnel. Syndrome, which doesn't seem like a disability to most people, but actually it's affecting the current job that I'm at right now, and I don't know how much longer I can stay with it. Just um, being at the computer all day, typing is causing strain. Okay, and so,
1: so you, need to, you need to move on to a different type of position. What types of things are you able to comfortably do with this disability, Lisa? Uh,
5: I would like to get into insurance like adjusting automobile or property adjusting or inspections. I have some experience. I have a little bit of experience with that, but I just haven't been able to find, you know, a, a position. That does not keep me confined to a desk or to a computer, and that it allows me to be out and about um, more, more flexible as far as a schedule. Mm-hmm. And as I and not being confined to a desk typing all day, but I just have not had... Mm-hmm the success of Texas.
2: So, Alisa, uh, when you say you've been out and trying to find a job, what have you done uh, to, to look for that? And, and and there's so many different things you can do, but what, what have you done so far?
5: Okay, what I've done so far, mainly the online searches through the different job boards, nb.com, monster.com. Um, right. I have um, network with people asking questions of, you know, maybe some people in the industry if their positions with their company or hiring or trying to find associations here in the city that I live in that may, you know, have other insurance professionals, uh, such as myself that, uh, you know, maybe get information. That hasn't been very productive, though.
2: How, and, how long have you been looking? Is it you've been doing this for a good while, or just? The...
5: yeah I've been looking for over. I've been looking for a year. Uh, I do have a license for a property and casualty uh, insurance adjuster okay. here in Florida, and it's just um, what I've been finding is that even though I have the license, most people say they want a lot of experience. They want a certain experience that I just don't have.
2: So. I mean, so the thing that comes to my mind first is it, it's um, it's uh, well, it's while unfor- it's it's unfortunate you're not getting a good hearing at some of those big companies they're they're often very um, regimented and 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 structured in the kinds of uh, things they do in their hiring practices so I would suggest that maybe you try to find something where you're uh, with a smaller company there are lots of them around where you might be able to uh, Get a job where you're out and about, even if it was something that was not so, uh, uh, so much as uh, so structured as insurance, but just some kind of a customer service. Type of a job, but not at a desk, but something that allowed you to get out and about with smaller companies. There's a lot of them around, and you would be looking for a company where they had an appreciation, a real culture around helping, giving back, and so that they would, re- somebody like you would resonate very well with them.
1: Yeah, and I, um, and, and Lisa, you're mentioning Indeed and the the job boards, and then you move to kind of talking to people you know. I would say um, that you should be spending ninety percent of your time connecting with people you know, maybe people you've worked with previously. I mean, think about people who who maybe you worked with 15 years ago. Think of people who are maybe from, you know, you took the licensing class with. Think of neighbors because, you know, your neighbors have spouses and and families and things of that nature. So I think if you can be clear about what you want, I'm looking for this type of role in insurance where I'm out and about, um, you know, have you, you know, heard of anything? Can you keep your eyes open and things like that? The more people you talk to who know what you're looking for, the more they're going to be able to bring back to you. Um, Also, obviously, LinkedIn is a top we talk about a lot on this show, so I know this is the first time you're hearing it, but you will hear a lot of LinkedIn if you go listen to our on-demand shows. You need to be out there on that site with a clear brand and connecting with people who can connect you to those jobs and um there's a lot of information out there on how to do that. I'm not going to get into that here, but, but I think that's going to be a key tool. Richard? And,
2: and let me just say one thing about the networking. It's, it's hard, and here's why it's hard. There's a, there's a rule that goes something like 100 touches, 20 opportunities, uh, 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 three proposals, close one deal. So and basically, a a so basically <laughs> it's a funnel. So it's horribly inefficient. So uh, you have to talk to a lot of people to identify one opportunity where there would be good alignment and they would resonate well. So you can't allow yourself to get discouraged. Perseverance wins, and if you but if you keep it up and you keep persevering, something good will happen at some point.
1: Perseverance wins. I love that, Richard. Um, Lisa, good luck to you. Definitely focus on the networking, the people you know. It will happen, and. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Dr. Richard Marcus, and we are gonna go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz.
5: There's a quiz.
1: Okay. People tend to do this 30 times more often when they are with other people. People tend to do this. 30 times more often when they're with other people. And since this is a tough one, I'm going to give you a hint. That probably won't help. Um, Women do it more than men. So people tend to do this 30 times more often when they're with other people. Women do it more than men. Think you know, give us a call at 844 Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. To those of you who are on hold, we will get to you right after the break. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111.
0: You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Graham.
1: And welcome back to Career Talk here on Sirius XM Channel 11. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And if it's Thursday, we are live, taking your calls at 844 Wharton. that's 844-942-7866. And we are here today with Dr. Richard Marcus, who has 30 years of experience in career coaching, outplacement, succession planning, and is also a licensed psychologist, and he got his degree right here at the University of Pennsylvania. So we are going to dive right into a call. Thank you all for waiting. Ella in Connecticut, welcome to Career
3: Talk. How can we help you today? Hey, I just want to say thank you for accepting my call. Um, I've been listening to you guys for quite some time and I haven't been able to get time to call and so I'm really excited. Oh, so are we. Awesome. Welcome, Ella. All right. Well, um, okay. So my story is I've been working for a auditing company for about four years now. Um, I've been working uh, up slowly, you know, but surely I'm a supervisor now. My thing is that I'm hired part-time. I work full-time hours. You know, I have no benefits, no 401K, you know, building up. Um, I just graduated with my associates in business management. And at my job now, there's opportunity for a management position, which is salary. But it's not something that I want to do forever. It's, like, definitely not. And I'm not really sure what can I do with my associates.
1: Okay, so you just finished your associates. Congrats, Ella. That's awesome. You're at this company who's basically, it sounds like, taking advantage of you. You get no benefits. You have part-time hours. You're ending up spending more than that there, and you're wondering if you should stay or go.
3: Yeah, basically.
1: Okay. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was pretty clear.
2: Go. Run. You're in one of those fields where there's a, a great need for service. So, uh, there as you know, there there are lots of accounting firms there's lots of organizations uh, that require aud- auditing skills. Some of them are, as uh, like accountants, external audits, but some are, are companies that have in- internal auditing functions. So I would suggest that you start to spend some time, again, we're, we're being a little redundant here today, but getting out, meeting people, networking, perhaps some of the trade associations in, in your area that may be related to accounting or auditing or, or business, some of the chambers maybe, but start to meet people and adapt. Identify what kinds of organizations might be hiring and looking for somebody, because with your skill set, with your associate degree, and you've already have a proven track record, there should be no reason why uh, you wouldn't get a, a, a very a good full-time job.
1: I agree. Go, go, and go um, soon. But, but the great thing is you have a job, so you can you can look for a job while you have a job. Is it um, your intention, Ella, to go back and finish your um, bachelor's degree?
3: Yeah, definitely. I should be starting up again in January.
1: Because another great benefit of of being a full-time employee is that many, many companies have tuition benefits, which... You may not be eligible for on day one, but if you're uh-huh. looking, if you know you're going to get your degree, then then being full time with a company who has those types of benefits could be a huge, um, you know, money boost for you. Richard, did,
2: did you say that uh, this is not something you want to do forever? Did you mean that no, just be in that job yeah. or, or be in the the auditing field forever? The
3: auditing field, like. I mean, I have an uh, associate in business management. I'm kind of thinking I want to push more towards, like, a marketing business and get into, like, honestly, commercials. I kind of like the way commercials have to, like, uh, get into your mind to make you want to buy stuff or catch your attention, and that's kind of where I want to go.
2: Well, okay, so...
3: uh, I'm just working to be working, honestly.
2: Then then one uh, thing to think about, uh, and you have the luxury of being picky in your job search because, like Don said, you have a job right now, but to try to find a smaller company where people wear a bunch of different hats. And in that case, you might come in uh, in some financial auditing position, but there may be opportunities there for you to help out with other other kinds of activities that were marketing related that uh, once they saw you had a talent for that and a knack and you were a good worker and, and competent at it would allow you to uh, begin to build a track record in that direction.
1: Ella, thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. It sounds like you've got a a great set of opportunities ahead of you. It's time to to let go of this company who has clearly... Um, not even observed what they have in such a great worker like you, I have no doubt you're going to be picked up by a lot of employers. So best of luck. Thank you for calling the show, and thank you for listening. Hey, we're taking your calls all hour at 844 Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111, and we're here with Dr. Richard Marcus. Steve in Virginia, welcome to Career Talk. Thank you for holding. How can we help you today? Thank
6: you, thank you for taking my call. Um, I am a 57-year-old senior manager with a defense company, and as defense continues to contract, I was wondering if you would talk a little bit about the value of hiring a professional resume service Mm -hmm. and or a professional recruiter uh, vice the cost.
1: Yes. So um, two different things you're talking about. And I just want to make uh-huh. sure I clarify because this is really important. I'm glad you brought this up. So if you're looking to, for somebody to help you with a resume um, or a career coach type thing, then, then that's different from a headhunter. The career coach or yeah. the resume writer works for you. The headhunter would work for the company. Now, are you looking to stay yeah. in a similar type role? I know you're looking to move out of the industry, but what about the function?
6: The function I'd like to stay in.
1: Okay. So you want to stay in the function. And um, when was the last time you had your resume looked at?
6: Oh, it's been by by a professional yeah or, or,
0: by, or by a friend
1: <laughs> a friend who is a professional so yeah never mind i think i got the answer um <laughs> so, so i do think it's important to have a couple of things as you kind of move on this journey one is a clear sense of what you want to do so you know you want to stay in a similar function but you know you want to change industry so i think you need to figure out what industry you're looking to go into um and once you have that, then you can really shape your resume. Are you on LinkedIn, Steve? I am. Perfect. And you're linked in to kind of pick and choose the skills and the accomplishments that fit that. And then in terms of a headhunter, I had definitely have some opinions on this, but Richard, I'd love to hear yours.
2: Well, so are, are you saying you want to hire? What, what were you saying about a headhunter? Reach out to headhunters or to hire somebody? What were you thinking about?
6: So I was thinking about, about actually hiring a headhunter who would end up working working on my behalf.
2: Okay. So uh, my experience uh, is that that doesn't usually happen very much, that the role, what you can find is a good career counselor that can help you with a resume, can help you with your LinkedIn site, can sort of go through the process with you. Uh, nobody's going to, that I know of, is going to work on your behalf to find you a job, Um Uh, But what I would say is that you can become familiar with the search firms or the headhunting firms, the staffing firms, whatever you want to call, and develop relationships with some of those people there so that they know your skill set, they know what you're capable of, and they will call you when they find opportunities.
1: Yeah, I would agree that um, somebody is not going to do that work on your behalf. And quite frankly, I don't know that you want them to do that work on your behalf because this is your job. This is something you do 50, 60 hours a week, and you know yourself best. So I definitely think a career coach to help you get focused, I wouldn't do one of those email your resume, get it emailed back. I mean, I would I would work with a legit um, career coach. And if you need some recommendations, I have them on my website, dawnoncareers.com, and um, If you work with a headhunter, again, I would look for ones who work in the field that you work in. It's really a simple Google search, um, you know, executive recruiters in. I know you don't want to be in defense, but you know whatever that industry is, and establish relationships with them because they're always going to work for the company, but they also want to do a good job and bring great, qualified, skilled people to their. Um, Their client who is the company Richard
2: and and you're still in your role at this point correct so Uh, keep in mind that they're uh, they're going to be interested in knowing you for a variety of reasons, because A, you uh, have been in a company for a long time, so you've got a natural network, and B, you'll probably end up someplace else where uh, you would also have a network, and they're going to be looking to sell to you. So they should be interested in talking to you as much as you're interested in talking to them. That's one thing. The other thing I would say, in terms of the uh, uh, career coaching, resumes, and LinkedIn, something that gets overlooked, people spend a lot lot of time working on their resumes. You should be spending just as much time working on your uh, LinkedIn site. And, and a good career coach will help you with that. And the reason for that is that anybody that's interested in you is going to go directly. The first thing they're going to do is go look you up on LinkedIn. And so to have a clean site that's um, that the, a good picture, a good professional um, p- Uh, portrait, photograph, and very bulleted, very succinct, very clean, much like you would with a resume, is also... Uh, worth the time and and even if there's a financial investment
1: thank you so much steve for giving us a call on career talk we wish you all the best hey if you're listening and you would like to ask a question we're here at 1-844-wharton that's 844-942-7866 on sirius xm channel 111 and hey diaby and monica we are going to get to you next but first we are going to answer our pre-break quiz okay So, people tend to do this 30 times more often when they are with other people. One hint is women do it more than men. So... Dion, I always have to come to you first.
4: You just like you, you just like when I get it wrong. I,
1: well, no, but what you, you did get it right once. I
4: did get it right once. I don't know what that was, but I got it right once.
1: We all like when you get it wrong, by <laughs> the way.
4: I've already got my cursor on the buzzer.
1: <laughs> in preparation.
4: I'm going to say check their phones.
1: Ooh, that's a good answer. Um, mm. Yeah, but it's wrong. <laughs> but it's wrong. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think if you got it right, there would be stunned silence on my end. Exactly. So that-
4: <laughs> <laughs> Any, anytime you say that's a good answer. I know it's not the right answer. It's just good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but people do check their, I would venture to say they check them even more than that. Um, Michelle. All right. I'm going to guess um, laughing. That is actually correct. Oh, my God. Michelle got it. People Thank laugh 30 times more when they are with other people. Women laugh more than men, and it actually boosts your immune system. It increases blood flow, and all of these things stimulate mental functioning, which means it enhances your productivity at work because you're more cooperative and you get along better with your coworkers. So I I thought this was a really interesting thing too because there's another survey about from seven hundred and thirty-seven CEOs that say ninety-eight percent prefer job candidates with a sense of humor. So I I, Richard, I thought that was interesting. What do you what do you think about adding a sense of humor into your your interview? Like, you know, tossing out a joke. This is a tricky one.
2: It's a I would say that's a tricky one. If sense of humor means uh uh, don't take yourself too seriously, but take your work very seriously so you don't come in full of yourself and you uh, can you can laugh like you say and be animated great if if sense of humor means come in and tell a few jokes I'm not so sure because <laughs> depending on your sense of humor that may either go well or not very well
1: yeah that is that is a tricky one um I also thought it was interesting that the average preschooler laughs four hundred times a day. that number drops to fifteen by age 35. Is that insane? Is that insane? <laughs> we are not laughing enough. Um, so anyway, because of that, I, I took it upon myself to to look up some things that people can do to laugh more. And I found a couple of, of websites. There's the laughfactory.com, which has a joke a day. And then there's actually a site called ajokeaday.com where you can win money for submitting jokes. So of course, I had to pull one from that just so that i can increase everybody's laughter at least for today i knew you pulled something (laughs) i I,
4: I felt it coming okay
1: here it comes here it comes all right what type of sandals do frogs wear come on guys what type of sandals do frogs wear i cracked myself up i got nothing i don't know open toad oh my god (laughs) i knew toad was going to be in there all right, one more. Then, then we got to get to the callers. But I, I definitely want everybody to boost their immune system today. What do you call a bear with no teeth? Anyone? Anyone? Crickets. A, I got nothing. A gummy bear. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> so, wow. so next time you're asked for somebody's asked you to tell a joke, you should always have a clean one prepared. Hey, not to mention that this might be another fun fact, especially since it's the holidays and we're tending to eat and drink more. As a bonus, laughter can burn up to three and a half calories. So there you go. Hey, Monica in Arizona. Welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you today?
0: Hi. Hi. Um, well, I was asking about... I have been interviewing with this company for a job that I really, really want. It's a great company. I... um really want to work there. I have done a lot of research. I have been applying for jobs at this company for many years and I can never get past getting an interview. So finally, I have interviewed for the same job three times. They just don't seem to be able to move forward in the hiring for some reason. Um, So this this is going to be my interview three. In the meantime, as any American, I have to work for a living So I had this other job, and I was terminated in April because my manager heard that I had been interviewing for another job, so I got terminated. I took another job, and I was working there 88 days, and I was terminated again. So then I took another job, and I currently have a job, Um, and it's in the same line of work. Um, I just don't know how to... Explain
1: that. Okay, in my so let's let's um, let me just recap really quickly. So you you've um, been let go twice in the past year from from two jobs. You're now currently working, but you're interviewing with your your dream company for the job that that you've always wanted. Where you've already interviewed twice for a similar position, but didn't get to the the offer stage is that correct monica correct okay so so what specifically can we can we help you with
0: how do i um how do i answer those questions when they ask me what about you know your last job i i know that it will raise some red flags and what's wrong with me
1: so you want to um, be able to answer that question why did you leave your last two companies mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and this is a very common thing because people, if you spend any length of time in the career process, you're going to be laid off or fired or, you know, something's going to happen, and it is a difficult thing to explain, um, and it's a really good question because I know a lot of people have that. Richard, how do you answer that question? So
2: before I even answer that, I want to say uh, you get an A for effort, and you get an A for resilience, and you get an A for perseverance, and it's terrific. That you haven't quit on that company, and 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 I hope at some point they appreciate that. Uh, when you go through that interview, my answer would be that uh, the job that you were at for a while. If they ask what happened there, um, I would I would uh, be kind of vague about it and just really say often something like uh, there was a difference in business perspective between myself and my manager. We just didn't see the world the same. And and so it made sense for me to move on. For the jobs that you were at after that for a very short period of time, I don't think you even have to mention them. And that you may want to say, so if they ask you, what have you been doing in the meantime? You've been doing some consulting or been doing some special projects or uh, helping out a friend or a family member. But but you don't have to go into that you were let go uh, another time or, or a second time. There's no reason they would know, and there's no reason to tell them.
1: Yeah, I, one of the things I would question, um, Monica, is um, I'm sure they're asking for references. So I'm I'm guessing you're not using references at these companies. But a lot of job applications ask where you were working and if they can call these companies. Most. Not all, but and it depends on the state and everything else. Most companies have a, a um, system or a law where they can't disclose different types of information. So if I were you, what I would try and find out from those companies what they can and can't disclose, most can only disclose, yes, you worked here um, between these dates and and you know check the box. But some may go into more detail. Some may go into, would we rehire you and stuff like that. So I think once you're armed with that information, that will be able to, to help you shape your answer as as Richard, which was coaching you. So um, I agree. Keep persevering, Monica. You're a strong person, and no doubt you're going to be a great asset to to that company. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that the third time's the charm for you, Monica. Diaby in New York, welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you?
0: Um, hi. Well, first of all, I'm honored that you're talking to me, and I've enjoyed your show a whole lot over time. And... Uh, really a pleasure to be on
1: it. Thank you, Diaby. Uh,
0: I, um, if I, in my next life instead of picking trade school, I want to pick Wharton. But it's really (laughs) too late for, at at this time. We'd love to have you. Um, Thank you. Um, I, um, was an entrepreneur at a very young age of 20. I, I opened a hair salon spa type of thing. That was right after the unisex explosion mm-hmm. and so in my field having everything done under one roof wasn't being done anymore so it was a hot new thing and and I was very successful for many years with that and I'm self-made I come from humble background um, the so- money I made from doing hair I would buy real estate with and if I found a piece of real estate that had one beautiful redeeming feature, a beautiful natural, you know, staircase uh, uh, moldings that were beautiful.
1: A, a so Diaby, I don't want to, I don't want to jump in, but we only have about one minute left in the show, and we definitely want to answer your question. So,
0: okay, <laughs> I am the ADD of creativity. I decorate, I rehab homes, and I started out making people pretty. So. At this point, I give a lot of free advice for decorating and recommending contractors and all of that. And um, I'm no longer wanting to do hair as a profession. So I'm looking to remarket, repackage myself. And especially in today's world with social media, that should be easy, but I am stuck. <laughs>
1: Okay, so Diaby, I think we, we got this. And a lot of people have this question um, about feeling stuck. So I think a lot of the advice we talked about today is is your next step. So talk to people. Clarity comes through action. Take a look at people's LinkedIn profiles. What are they doing that's interesting or exciting? Look at your friends or your contacts and who has a really cool job that you'd like to do. Forget about your, your um, skills for now. Just look at what you're interested in. And then as a next step, take your skills and share. Shape it into that. I think that's one of the biggest challenges people make a mistake with is, well, what can I do instead of asking the question, what am I interested in? Diaby, I'm so glad you called in today. I'm sorry we had to cut it short as we're wrapping up the show, but do call again. We, we always love to talk to our listeners and help with their questions. and. Dr. Richard Marcus, thank you so much for joining the show and providing all the great advice. Where can people reach you?
2: If they want to find me, they can just Google my name, Richard Marcus Business Psychologist. Then they'll find my website or my LinkedIn site, and that'll show you how to get to me.
1: And don't forget, if you reach out on LinkedIn, send a personalized message so that we know where you heard... From us. So hey, Michelle and Dion, you guys rock. You guys are awesome. Thank you for running the show. You've been listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel One Eleven. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and I will see you on Twitter at Dr Don Graham.